We have the privilege right now of speaking with uh, Governor Gary Johnson here at Purdue tonight. Thank you, uh, Mr. Governor, for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, are you kidding? Thank you, and I'm really looking forward to this. And uh, I really have to thank Mitch Daniels for bringing all this together. Oh, my gosh. I told our friend Jim Wallace yesterday as part of this special we're putting together for you today, I said there's nobody that gives more legitimacy and validity to a campaign in Indiana than Governor Mitch Daniels. So how did this all come about? Well, uh, in speaking with him, he said this is uh, something that he wanted to do, and uh, he thought that it would be really beneficial and uh, <laughs> bought in from second one. So uh, you're a reformer. You have a great track record of taking the hard decisions. Governor Daniels did the, the same thing in Indiana. What is it about governors that they just kind of make better precedents? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd like to make that pitch. I, I'd like to make the pitch that people that do make difficult decisions uh, – uh, end up being judged, um, I, I think, positively. And uh, in New Mexico, I, I wasn't a wallflower in New Mexico, and my running mate, Bill Weld, was not a wallflower in uh, Massachusetts. We're small government guys, uh, two terms each in heavily Democrat states. All right, so you're going to be the fittest guy to ever be president. I will be, yes. Be the most now, now, fit guy ever. Uh, now, well. <laughs> My, I do dedicate my life to that, so uh, maybe, I, maybe I should be. Scaling Mount Everest, what is that like? Well, it was everything that you thought it would be. I mean, to stand on top of the planet, that's about as cool as it gets. I have had the good fortune to climb the highest mountain on each of the seven continents, so uh, that's been cool. My whole life's been about fitness. If I am not elected president, uh, next summer I plan to uh, ride the divide which is a 3,000-mile mountain bike race across the Continental Divide from Banff, Canada, to Antelope Wells, New Mexico. Now, again, our guest is Governor Gary Johnson. Uh, <laughs> do you wake up one day and say, I'm doing Mount Everest? Like, I wake up to the next day and I'm like, man, i got to go to the bank, i got to go to the grocery store. You wake up and say, I'm doing Mount Everest. I, you know, I read the, the book Seven Summits by uh, Dick Bass and Frank Wells uh, in the 80s. And I thought, wow, this would be a great way to see the planet. And so uh, started off with uh, Mount McKinley was number one in 93. And then number two was uh, Everest in 2003. All right, so let's talk about something big here. they got to let you in the debate. What is going on with this two-party system keeping you out of the debates right now? Well, you know, I've never had an issue with 15%, but there has not been one single poll where my name has appeared in the top on the top line. Uh, if Mickey Mouse were on the top line, <laughs> Mickey would be at 30 yeah. because Mickey's a known commodity. But Mickey's not on the ballot in yeah. all 50 states. We, the Libertarian nominees uh, for president and vice president, myself and Bill Weld, were the only third party on the ballot in all 50 states which I think speaks volumes. So impressive. It's so amazing. Um, what does it mean to be in the debate? Because I think a lot of people hear that and go, ah, well, whatever. How important is it for, not just for the Libertarian Party or your campaign, but liberty in general and a good uh, electoral process to have you in the debates? Well, right now, I think that 70% uh, of America doesn't even know who we are. So being in the presidential debates, which is slated to have more viewership than the Super Bowl, there would be 100% of people in this country that would know who I am. And I think that bodes well. Uh, I think everything that I've done bodes well under the scrutiny that would go along with that. And we still believe that um, we have a really good chance of winning, 
but it's incumbent on being in these presidential debates. Get our guest is Governor Gary Johnson here at Purdue tonight. Indiana is prime real estate for Gary Johnson. It is amazing, you especially go around to these college campuses, people that have never been involved before. They're passionate, they're fired up. I think you're going to see a young crowd out here tonight. Why are young people drawn to your, your candidacy? Well, I think that young people, first of all, I think most people in this country are, are fiscally conservative, you know, less taxes, let me make choices in my own lives. And then I think people are, for the most part, they're uh, socially inclusive, meaning, look, liberty and freedom does matter. I should be able to make choices in my life uh, as long as those choices don't adversely affect others. And I think majority of Americans are skeptical that our military interventions, that when we as a nation support regime change anywhere in the world, that it, in my lifetime anyway, has never resulted in things being better. And in fact, they end up being worse. This is uh, Governor Gary Johnson. Uh, there are so many people out there cheering for you, not just young people, but people as a whole. Is it because of Gary Johnson or are people just so sick of the two-party system or is it a mixture of everything? You know, I, I think that it is, I think it starts with just how unpopular the two of them are, just how polarizing they are, just how polarizing the two-party system has become. 50% of Americans that are going to register to vote now are, are registering as independent. Well, where's that representation? Well, right now, this election, Bill Weld and I do represent the, the majority of people in this country, fiscally conservative, socially inclusive. You know the best thing about you, your policies are wonderful, but the fact that somebody asked you the other day, they said, if you had to vote for Trump or Clinton, a gun to your head, who would you vote for? And you said, pull the trigger. And I said, that's how the majority of people view the nation right now. I, I do believe that. And uh, But the majority of people in this country do not realize that there is a third choice. I think that's going to change before the election. What is? What do we got? Fifty-six yeah. days to go. Whatever. I had. Uh, I was able to interview uh, Mr. Trump uh, during the primary here in Indiana, and I went to the rallies and the the energy. I maintain that the energy from what I've seen for your campaign just here today is every bit on par of that. How do you capture the run-of-the-mill Republican who says, "Man, I've always been a Republican. I've never voted Libertarian before." How do you say, "Look, there is something going on here, and you have the ability to help make this happen." Um, I don't think it's much of a sales pitch. I think that half of Republicans, more than half of Republicans, are um, really put off by Trump. What he's got to say about immigration, uh, what he has to say about uh, tariffs and free markets, what he's got to say about really being isolationist. Uh, what, we're going to arm uh, uh, Japan and South Korea with nukes when we should be moving the opposite direction? Uh, I think he alienates more than half of Republicans, and I think uh, Hillary alienates more than half of Democrats, that, uh, that it's all about bigger government, it's about higher taxes, and she's been the architect of our foreign policy, and this has been pay to play with, uh, uh, with the Clinton Foundation, and this is just a revelation that I've come to in the last, really, one month that I've come to realize that um, all these high speaking fees that Bill Clinton was paid uh, weren't for him having been president. It was because she was Secretary of State and sweetheart deals got signed the next day. All right, and see, you missed all that money while you are being governor. The speaking tour is where it's at. One, one thing that, uh, that a supporter told me after I left office is we were talking about pay to play, and I said, you know, I never did any of that, zero of that. And he said, Gary, I know that. 
We all know that. It's never happened before, and it's never going to happen again. Got a couple minutes left here with you, Mr. Governor. We want to thank you so much for taking time. We're in Hendricks County, which is red as red is, and these are the sort of places I think you're going to do very well uh, this year, and it's going to surprise a, a lot of people. Um, what is your pitch in these final 57 days? Because people are saying, well, you know, the argument always is, well, you might be throwing your, your vote away. How do you talk to the red of the red, uh, these deep, or in a lot of cases, deep blue, which we'll get into in just a second, and say, you're not throwing your vote away? Well, first of all, throwing your vote away is voting for somebody that you don't believe in. That's a wasted vote. And then Look, uh, there are three scenarios here. We elect Trump, we elect Clinton. Does anybody think that the polarity that exists in Congress between Democrats and Republicans is going to get any better? No, it's going to be worse than ever. All right, toss in third scenario. Libertarians get elected right down the middle. Bill Weld and I, we're going to be bipartisan. We're going to hire Democrats and Republicans, Libertarians. Uh, everybody's going to be Libertarian-leaning, um, but calling out both sides yeah. to come to the middle. I, th I think the third scenario has at least the possibility of succeeding. I want, to, I want you to also touch on the misnomer that you steal from Republicans. I think you're, if anything, you're taking from as many, if not more, Democrats because of your, your message of inclusion and tolerance. Well, uh, it is really. It's 50-50 in all these polls. And uh, if, if uh, my name was just on the top line and if, well, 99% of media only reports that this is a two-person race. A lot of people are going to hear the show. I want to close with this. What can people do over the next, because we're in crunch time, to get you in the debates? I think you should be in the debates. I think you add a lot to the conversation. What can our listeners in Indianapolis and central Indiana do to help you get in the debates? Well, just push out our stuff, you know, whether you're on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, just emailing other people and giving them links. It, it does a lot. Uh, Right now, we're reaching 52 million people on social media, and that's up from 13 million just four weeks ago. So it's, it's, it's everybody pushing this stuff, and push it in any If it's a phone call to your neighbor, hey, that, that works. If it's an email to all your friends. And not to say, look, vote for these guys, but just to say, here's a link to who these guys are. Make your own choice here. There's another choice. Mr. Governor, it's a real thrill. I know you got a lot to get to tonight, but thank you for taking a few moments to talk with us and uh, keep up the great work. You're vital well, to the, um, the American experience. <laughs> well, thank you very much.